Acts chapter 15, verse number 36. Oh, let's read. Okay. <clears throat> it says, some days after, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they do. Can I see this from the message translation? All right, we'll read 36 and 37. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Everybody read. Why did you stop? All right, go back. Okay, now I have this. Go to verse 40, verse 41. All right, let's read together. didn't read like you had an understanding of what you read. Okay, go, go to 40, read from 40 to 41. You see, did not read it like you understood what you read. Maybe because of Syria and Cilicia. All right, choose any church in the group, maybe your church or another church, and replace it. Read from verse 40 into 41. Let me read a CPS on one version, verse 40. And Pastor Mechi chose all the group pastors and offered up, offered up by their friends to the grace of the master. Next verse. And went to Lovell City to build up muscles and sinew in those congregations that means that means tonight beginning from this night god is going to build up your muscle your spiritual muscle will be built up all right so let's start numbers chapter number 11. numbers chapter 11. 
from verse 18. Numbers 11, verse 18. Now make sure you're looking to the scriptures. It says, And say unto the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh, and ye shall. For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, and ye shall eat. Now, uh, this was the children of Israel in the, in the wilderness, and they did one of those things that, that they would usually do. They would murmur, they would complain, and God was about to make provision for them, and he did. Ye shall not eat one day, or two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days, but even a whole month. Come on, did you get that? A whole month. So God created a feast for them for a whole month and didn't ask any of them to contribute. This is, this is interesting. And it says, until it come out of your nostrils. Uh, miracles are great, but not this kind of miracle. C come on, amen. Because it, it seems like he's giving them the miracle but it seems like he's not smiling while he's giving them the miracle. He said, I will give you food. I will give you food, not for one day, not for two days, not for three days. For one whole month, you will eat it until it comes out of your nose. When you imagine, you know, I was talking to some people some, some days ago, and I said, it's not just enough to, to hear God talk to you. You also have to hear the tone of his voice. You know, I, I think this was at uh, Bori. I, I was telling them that... Uh, there's the tone of the word, you know, and the tone of the Old Testament and the tone of the New Testament, they are not the same. Uh, for example, if I said to you, I love you, uh, that's something. If I said to you, I love you, I have said something totally different, you know, because one may make you feel like I love you and the other one will make you wonder, what did I do, you know? And when you're looking at this scripture, for example, uh, you are like, um, food for one month, then you, you see until it comes out of your nostril, you wonder, hold on, what's going on here? Then it says, and it be loathsome unto you. I, I, I would like to read this from the Amplified Version, verse 20, Amplified Version. But the whole month, until you are satiated and vomited up violently. This does not look like a good miracle, right? It, it just shows you um, how, how the kingdom works. How the kingdom works. Because what was the problem? The problem wasn't what they were asking. The problem was how they were asking. The issue was how they were asking. It says, until it comes out of your nostrils and it's disgusting to you because you have rejected and despised the Lord who is among you and have kept and have wept before him, saying, why did we come out of Egypt? It's amazing. It's amazing. God didn't make any reference to the reason or to, to them asking for meat. He made reference to the things they said after they asked for the meat. 
who understand that. You know, they said, we're tired. Everyday manner, everyday manner, everyday manner, everyday manner. And you know what manner is? What, what manner means, right? Manner means, what is this? Everyday, what is this? Everyday, what is this? Everyday, what is this? Everyday, what is this? Then, then he said, we remember when we were in Egypt with the cucumbers and uh, the salad and the fried fish of Egypt, the meat. And you know what? They were lying. Which, which Egypt? Who was giving slaves cucumber and fried fish? They were lying. And, and it just shows you how we can be, how we can think. Have you ever heard a Christian say, if not for the fact that I'm serving the Lord, I know where I would have been? Answer me, please. Oh, you've never heard someone say that. Maybe you should get the mirror and look at it. If not, for, if not that I'm serving the Lord, I know what I would have been doing. If I was not a pastor, I know what I've been doing. If I was not a staff, I know what I've been doing. It's just that I'm coming to church, I know what my mates outside are doing. You know what? I am thankful to God that he saved me. Because for me, I know, if he didn't save me, I would have died. I know I would have been dead. I know enough to know and to acknowledge that the obituary would have happened a long time ago. You know? Because, you know, when you speak that way, it seems like you would have been better off without God. Who understands what I'm saying? You know, you'd have been better off without the Word. You'd have been better off without church. You'd have been better off without the Spirit. And God is not just looking at you, asking him. He's looking at what comes after, why you, after your ask. You know, because the, the issue was we want bread, but that wasn't the problem. We want meat. That wasn't the issue. God didn't have the problem with we want meat. It was the comparison. It was the fact that, get, get that scripture back up. The fact that we're saying, why did we come out of Egypt? Why did we get born again? Why did we even come out? Why did we come out of slavery? You know, it's like this. You know, when God calls you, he tells you, of course, you know where you are. Then he shows you the end and doesn't tell you anything between the beginning and the end. So what he does is he is a God who knows the answer, who knows the from what? So when he's with you at the beginning, what does he show you? Answer, what does he show you? And you are excited about? So you have not started the journey, then you got to this place. What in the world? What in the world? Who sent me on this errand? What nonsense? Then all of a sudden, the beginning looks more what? Attractive. I just want to go back and recover myself. This whole thing that I'm doing with you, I don't even know myself. I've lost myself. I don't know myself anymore. So I want to go back to the beginning because it seems like that beginning was better than now. And God said, get that scripture back up. Somebody needs to read it. Somebody needs to say it. Why did we come out of Egypt? Why did we start in the first place? 
it would have been nice not to start in the first place. Come on, amen. Next verse. But Moses said, the people among whom I am are 600,000. So Moses was interceding. 600,000 footmen beside all the women and men. And you have said, I will give them meat. It says, that they may eat a whole month? Is this possible? Next. Shall flocks and herd be killed to suffice them? This miracle, even Moses needed help for believing it. Or shall all the fish of the sea be collected to satisfy them? Next verse. The Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's hand, his ability and power, become short, thwarted, and inadequate? Kobashakabaye. He says, you shall see whether my word shall come to pass for you or not. Wouldn't it be nice a prayer for me to pray for you to say, may God give you a miracle that even your pastor cannot believe. Because God is talking to Moses. Moses is wondering, where in the world? How can this happen? How can it happen? How can it happen? Even if we're going to bring all the fish from the sea, would it be enough to satisfy these people? God says, my word will come to pass. Then look at the next verse. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men. I like this. This is where we're actually going. That was a side dish. He gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tent. All right, flip back to the King James. Let's get back to the King James. Verse, verse 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud. Now, take note of this. God said he was going to give them fish, but look at how he was going to give them, he was going to give them meat, rather. But look at how he did it. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it to the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, please take note of this, when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Now, take note of this. It says, when the Lord came down in a cloud, that means they saw a cloud descend and they knew that there was no, other no ordinary cloud. It was the Lord coming down in that cloud. Then it says, he took the spirit that was upon him, him there, referring to Moses, and that spirit was given to the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, take note of that, when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Next verse. But there remained two of the men in the camp. So two men, two leaders did not come for this meeting. Uh, do you know any leader that is not here now? So you see, they did not start today. In the days of Moses. 
You know, with Moses' long beard, Moses caught for meeting, two leaders missed it. So pastors be encouraged. It happened to Moses. You know. All right. Look at that. Look at that. It says, and there remained two of them in the camp. The name of one was, now this was so significant, the Bible gave us their names, Eldad. And the name of the other was Midad. Eldad and Midad. Whose daddies are these? Eldad and Midad. So when, when you call that leader who was not here today, say, which one is your name? Eldad or Midad? Which one are you? It says Eldad, and the other name is Midad. Now this tells you something. If the Spirit of God ensured that their names was documented, does it mean that God takes attendance? And has records. So when we get to heaven, whose names are we going to be seeing? Seven days of joy unspeakable. And it will be written that whose name? Don't put your hand up. You're already here. Because this one, this Eldad, it was not a good testimony. They missed the meeting, but God is gracious. Come on, amen. Look at what happened. Just look at what happened. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were of them that were written, but were not on out onto the tabernacle. That means... Now, take note of this. 70 persons were invited. So, obviously, 60, 68 was present. But two that was written were in the camp. Now, take note, they were not the only people in the camp. So, there were more than two persons in the camp. But the Spirit of God knew the names of those that was written. And the Spirit only rested on just those two. It shows you something about how God respects authority. How the Spirit of God, order in the house of God. Now, who wrote the 70 names? Not God, Moses. God told Moses to choose 70 men. It was Moses that chose the men. But God acknowledged Moses' choice. Who is here with me? You know, God acknowledged Moses' choice. The Spirit didn't just come upon everybody in the camp, just the two. The two who were written to. Get that scripture back up. It says, and they prophesied in the camp. So suddenly there was commotion in the camp. Those two started prophesying. It was strange. You see the next thing that happened, the next verse. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Midad, do prophesy in the camp. I like what Moses replied. Next. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, my Lord, forbid them. Stop them. Don't allow this kind of foolishness to continue. You know, sometimes as leaders, we can be extra zealous. Pastor, this person has committed a crime. Let's kill him. Let's finish him. Then a pastor speaks like Moses. Next verse. 
Look at Moses' reply. Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake? Uh, King James doesn't really put it nicely. Let's get a newer translation. Are you jealous for my sake? Hmm. Amplified. Are you envious or jealous for my sake? Uh, message. Are you jealous for me? Uh, passion. Passion will be very passionate. Passionately. Oh, no, no. Passion is only in New Testament, so you're not going to find it. Uh, let me see. Do you have Bible in basic English? Bible in basic English. You know, when, when you listen to the message, seven inspirations um, for success, one of the things that Pastor talked about was the inspiration of his example. And in discussing the inspiration of his example, he talked about the, the example of his love. You know, the example of his love. And he told the story of, of Peter. How that Peter had um, denied Jesus three times. But when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't come attacking Peter. Instead, he asked him a question. He said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, you know I do. Then he said, feed my lamb. Then he said, ask him again, Peter, do you love me? He said, by the third time, he confirmed his assignment. Because the words that he used was different. The last word he used was to tend or govern my lamb. You could imagine that anybody who was eyeing Peter's position, after the catastrophic, um, I'm looking for the word, I'm looking for the word, uh, after the catastrophic, uh, uh, where are the English people? Group pastors, Pastor Oliver, you have English, you have plenty English. Calamitous, uh, earth-shaking denial of Jesus, not once, not twice, but thrice. You'd have think that Peter has lo lost his, his status. He will never be the governor. But Jesus said to him, he said, govern my sheep govern my ship. And you'd have just said, I can imagine someone say, you mean you have a plan for him after this? Some people can be more jealous for God than God is jealous. That's what that scripture is saying. Say, are you jealous for me? Do you have the Bible in basic English now? I read all this, I said all this story so that you can give me Bible in basic English. You don't have it? Alright. Get it back. Now, look at, look at this. Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord will put his spirit upon them? Oh, you didn't see that. Uh, can I read this in the NIV? Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people we're prophets. And that the Lord will put his spirit on them. Hold on. 
So what does this mean? Is Moses implying that the Spirit was not upon all the children of Israel at this time? Was that what he was implying? That even though they were God's people, that the Spirit was not upon them? Because Moses was saying, I pray, I wish, I desire that all of the Lord's people will have this spiritual encounter where the Spirit will be poured on them, resting on them. You know, he said, I wish, I desire that this would be so. So definitely, that was not the experience. Now, I want you to observe the expression, rested. The Spirit rested upon. Now, it's important that we understand that there is a difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. And for a lot of us, we have heard a lot of Old Testament speaking. And we even use it, even though that is not what we really mean. But we use it, and there's a problem there. You know, there's a problem there. Because this experience uh, is not the same as what we have in the New Testament. It says, would put his spirit on them. All right, Joel. Joel chapter number 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Moses prayed and said, I wish that all of the Lord's people will have the Spirit resting upon them. So you say, was the Spirit not upon all the Jews? No. The Spirit rested on the office of the prophet, the office of the, um, the king, you know, the office of the king. So you have the prophet, you have the king, then you have the priest. These were three offices in the Old Testament that the Spirit of God rested upon. Now you also had others who had the Spirit of God resting on them. For example, you had judges. You know, you had judges. And you had the Spirit of God resting on judges such as um, um, Samson, um, you have, which other judges do you have? Why are you quick to say Deborah? Okay, which other judges? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Deborah, but yeah, Gideon, I'm, I'm waiting for more names. Say it again. Deborah, you have to speak up. Elhud, okay, nice. Which other one? I've already mentioned Samson. 
Yeah, she'd already mentioned that. Okay, now the Spirit of God rested, rested on them. Now we also can see from the scripture we just read now that these 70 men, you know, who were judges in the days of Moses, under Moses, also had the Spirit of God resting on them. But it didn't rest on the whole nation. But what you see in Jewel, Jewel now said, get Jewel back. Jewel is prophesying that a day will come where the Spirit will be poured out. Now, not upon all of Israel. That would have been nice. But says upon what? All flesh. All flesh. Then he says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, can you see the outpouring of the Spirit connected to prophecy? In the day of Moses, when that Spirit was poured on them, what did they start doing immediately? Prophesy. How did they know that those other um, two elders who were not in the meeting, that they had received the pouring of the Spirit, they started what? Prophesying. You look at Joel, get Joel back. He says again, he says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Moses said, I wish that all of Israel will prophesy. I wish they will prophesy. He says, your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see 